You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. Oh boy, are we in for a special treat today. And we are referring to this as a thunder side chat because our special guest, David Stearns, who is uh, the president of Infinite Banking Concepts, who is a on the board of the Nelson Nash Institute, who's been uh, just a dear friend and an amazing, amazing mentor in this process of becoming your own banker, the Infinite Banking Concept. Again, we're so pleased to have you back, David. Welcome back. We understand that in Birmingham, there is a thunderstorm brewing literally right over top of you right now. So that is why we're referring to today as a thunderside chat. So welcome back, David. And of course, joined by amazing co-host, uh, dear friend, amazing colleague, Richard Canfield, hailing from Chilliwack, Alberta, otherwise known as the WAC. Uh, David Stearns, hailing from Birmingham, Alabama. And yours truly hailing from Edmonton, Alberta. David, welcome back. It's so awesome to have you back with us. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. I always enjoy catching up with Jason and Richard and, uh, and, and just having a thunderside chat whenever I can. So. <laughs> well, Rich, you were sharing too that you had updated this, the, uh, the, the number of views on the uh, film, This Is Nelson Nash, which of course is a film available on YouTube, uh, courtesy of the Nelson Nash Institute, to give uh, people across the world a deeper glimpse into the essence of just how incredible uh, the developer, the pioneer of this process, the late R. Nelson Nash was. And so where, where, uh, where are the stats on that video, Rich? Well, I brought it up here on another screen and it looks like we're at uh, 138,555 yes. views. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, that was initially released uh, at the very end of June of 2019. So we're, we're literally rolling across the two year effectively anniversary of the release of the film and uh, to be at 138,000 views, meaning 138,000 people have uh, caught a glimpse, at least uh, to some level, throughout watching that uh, documentary. I know, Jason, we, we talk about the documentary quite regularly, uh, having, having uh, been down to uh, Birmingham to tear apart David's house in the, in the, <laughs> for, for collecting some of the interviews for said film and yes. uh, having a blast doing it uh, while, uh, while David and his wife, Kim, uh, I think they, 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 for the most part, hid in David's office to not consider how bad their living room looked with everything being you know, torn apart. But uh, super good experience, wonderful experience. And, and the, the, the film itself and the feedback that we get, I know for me, every client I talk to, everyone that we comes into our sphere at Ascended Financial, we mention it regularly on the podcast. In fact, in our podcast and show notes and every episode and every episode of our show notes, whether you're listening, um, you know, on a, on a podcast player, Spotify or iTunes, or if you're on YouTube and you're watching us on the wealth Without base Street YouTube channel, it's in the comments. You can click directly to get to that, that film there. Um, it's only one hour long. Uh, it's very inspiring. It's a, it's a truly inspiring uh, film and it really gives you a true glimpse into the, the heart and the soul of an incredible man who, we're all here together again, uh, based on our, our, my entire life is really built around Nelson's work at this point. And there's not a single point in my life. I don't think that hasn't been uh, positively impacted by my getting to know Nelson. So the film is a way to 
uh, honor his memory, carry forward what it was important to him for him. It was all about the message, not the man, as Nelson would say, I'm sure you can echo to that, David. And uh, to, to see the film getting those many views is really, really amazing. And I'm just, I can't wait till we're having this conversation another year from now uh, to see that number increase uh, dramatically. Well, I guess I could do, do more promoting to get it, get it out there further, but um, you, you guys know that uh, that's not my, my uh, wheelhouse, but you know, you talked about, you know, filming in the house here. Uh, you know, we, Bob Carlos and I are doing this Foundations of IBC video series here. And the last one, you know, we're only about six months behind schedule. But anyway, the last one that we're doing is, uh, I have the lead on that. It's called IBC is a way of life. Wow. And uh, so That's the way I want awesome. to do it, yeah, it, it, and these are 15 minute snippets and they're supposed to be an introductory to IBC and non-marketing, non-sales related. Anyway, and, you know, Bob does his thing. You know, Bob Murphy is just Mr. You know, online personality, great communicator. Carlos is more cerebral, more, you know, socially minded. And who am I? You know, just kind of a goofy guy that got thrown in the middle of this stuff. And so I'm trying to bring the humanistic piece to the three of us. So as a way of life, I thought it would be a good way to, to uh, culminate the series and so I'm thinking, I'm starting to write my script out and whatever. And I, was, I just kept thinking about the filming of the video. This is Nelson Nash and where were we? We're at Nelson's house, sitting in his den. Yeah. And uh, I'm on the couch with, with Nelson and you guys are there. And the conversation that we had in that, you know, 20 minute period, I'm thinking that's exactly kind of what I want to, you know, promote on this last module total mm -hmm. video for the foundations of IBC. Yes. And so, Instead of, instead of reinventing the wheel, I said, you know, Jason, you know, let's go over that, that 20 minute vignette there and see if we can come up with some footage. I for love the it. Thing. So my hope is, and of course, today's, today's the deadline for him to give me the first cut, but, but my hope <laughs> is then that, that will get back, you know, some of that great gold that we, we, that we, we put together back then, you know, in, uh, I guess November of 2018 or 17, when we shot the thing, you know, it's, well, uh, I, I think for our listeners, it's important to know that the, the other Jason you're speaking of, of course, is the film director and uh, Jason rink. And so I, I was so good to hear this, Dave, because what, when you watch the film that we're speaking about, there's so much that didn't make the film. The cutting room floor is just filled with tremendous gold mines that are they're they're literally unbelievable. They're so good. And it's just a matter of, there's only so much time you can put together into a, into a, a film. And right. so to hear that you're going to revive some of that additional stuff, that commentary, that was one of the, the most uh, engaging sessions that we did, I think was the conversation The you know, it wasn't a thunderside chat. It was more of a fireside chat and in Nelson's den and the two of you guys together, just sharing a really special moment and, and talking through your relationship and, and how, how IBC developed for you over time, just by the virtue of marrying into the family, really, you married into IBC ultimately. Well, you know, it's, you know, I was, you know, I was so blessed and I still am, you know, I just, it just, you know, I just kept getting knocked in the head. It's like, you fool, you know, you've, you've got everything you need right here, you know, you know, enjoy it and make, make the most of it. And it's, it's true. It's what we do. So, so yeah. And when I met Nelson in 70, 70, nine you know he was just a life insurance guy back then because this is before he had he had his his quad bypass before 
he was bankrupt and had a revelation at three o'clock in the morning and things like that. So he was just a life insurance guy, but he was a Austrian practicing Austrian economist. And he, he thought that way. And he, he thought he, he loved whole life insurance as a, you know, as a commodity. And, uh, but you know, our journey started with life insurance. It was straight, just straight life insurance. Yeah. And uh, I share, I share, it, it wasn't until like 1992 for me personally, when I, when the light came on and I saw it, saw this, this, this entity, this whole life policy, this contract as not, you know, not a bank account, but, but as capital. Okay. That, which is uninterrupted growth, you know, that you can access as collateral, okay, for anything you need. And it's, it's just a different way of thinking about things. It's not money. It's, it's capital. And, yeah. and so I guess my journey now is to, is to help educate people on what that means. What, what's the difference between capital and what's the difference between money? Okay. And why is this so important? And it's, you know, and Nelson, Nelson was a champion of that. And, and, and nobody, you know, nobody really picked up on it, really. I, I guess you guys were like real early adapters. Uh, but uh, it's just, you know, it's IBC is a way of life if you understand what it is. Okay. And, you know, I'm a strong Christian. And so that's that's number one with family. But this is this is a very, very close number two, because it, it, it sets the stage for everything you do. It really does. IBC is it's. It can make it simplify things so 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 much for everybody, you know. I appreciate you sharing that, uh, David, because you know we we've been sharing with you too that you know the world needs to see more of David Stearns because the way that you show up in talking about the message really captures what it truly is, and because you mentioned something that formed a part of the documentary where you said, you know, this is meant to be a lifestyle. It's not a financial plan. Right. And that, that was such a, a light bulb moment. And, and it is for people who watch the film and they remark regularly, you know, when he made that comment about this is meant to be a lifestyle, not a financial plan that really clicked. Right. And so the, the way that you show up and talking about this message, I think is so beneficial and, you need to do more of it. And so one of the things that's part of our painted picture vision, you know, at Ascendant is we talk about how we continually promote the Nelson Nash Institute. That's part of our painted picture vision as, as a growing team. And so maybe bring our viewers and listeners up to speed on how, how are things going with the Institute and uh, what's been happening down there? Well, uh, you know, Carlos, Lauren, Robert Murphy, and I are still like, actively engaged, even though we're, we're in three different cities. We seems like we spend our whole life on Zoom together. Um, and we're, you know, we're uh, reviewing our our media presence now. And, and that was at, at the insistence of you guys initially. Okay. And we so, do have a way of getting insistent yeah. upon things over time. <laughs> so, uh, we, you know, we, yeah, so we're doing it. So we decided to go ahead and invest in, in that and so we're right in the middle of that analysis and, and things. And, it's, and we've had several meetings and, and we're hearing some painful things from, from this group that we, we retained to tell us, you know, how, we're, how are we at, at 
defining ourselves in in the the marketplace, you know, in the you know media sphere out there, is our message clearly understood and accepted? And the answer is no. Okay, so that's right now we're kind of in the middle of that. Trying, try, we're sorting through all that, and then once we have, we'll we'll probably get a final analysis probably next month. Okay, and then it's going to be in, in probably realigning how we do business, how we how we promote the message, how we you know promote ourselves, and how we, we you know we move forward. And you know, first and foremost, you know, the, the Nelson Nash Institute is is supposed to be a non-threatening you know, high moral ground entity that's not into, you know, throwing mud at anybody. Yeah. We're trying to market ourselves over the top with, you know, different click funnels and whatnot. We're just, tr- we're trying to provide, you know, the public with a comfortable place they can go to, to find out what the truth is about IBC, about, you know, Austrian economics in action. Okay, not some cerebral academic thing, but something that that you and I can do in our daily lives to you know free ourselves from you know Wall Street, Bay Street, name it, and and live there. So so our emphasis right now is to is to sort through that and and, and get ourselves out in a better position on YouTube, okay, uh, and some of these other social platforms, so folks have have greater access to us, can find us easy, more easily, and understand where we're coming from. Okay, so that's essentially where we're, where we're at now, and um, and we're so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to start getting back on uh, probably a, a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know Carlos has some medical problems uh, in the past, so we're, we're at the point now where we're going to start that again, and uh, we're probably going to release uh, a weekly uh, video series too again starting uh, this fall. So, oh, that'll be amazing. That'll be amazing. And, and we've had people asking about the podcast. I had a number of people asking, you know, when, when, when are we going to get another Larry Murphy report episode out? And so to hear you say that is really amazing because, uh, you know, I often uh, send people back to some of the, the older episodes. Of course, one of my favorites is when uh, Bob and Carlos uh, interviewed Nelson and some good stories that Nelson uh, told there, as well as the one that Nelson uh, shared about uh, flying crashing his first airplane on Bob Murphy's uh, podcast, the Bob Murphy show also very engaging. And so, you know, I'm really glad to hear that. And, and it's it, the fact that there's going to be more of that content coming out and, and people will be able to learn from source material because the Institute is there to help carry Nelson's message forward. And, and, you know, you guys are not in the, you're, you're, you're surrounding the financial industry. You're kind of attached to it by the sidelines, but you're not in it. You're an educational Institute. You're an educational organization. And what I'm really curious to, I think Jason, this is something we talked about earlier is, you know, over the course of the, this pandemic year and that sort of thing, I would love to hear maybe how are you seeing uh, advisors, you know, being attracted to the Institute, the, the amount of people that are reaching out to, to participate and get involved in becoming a member of the Institute, taking the, the training program, writing the exam and being connected with a mentor uh, so that they can become an authorized practitioner. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, there's there's good and bad. Okay, like I guess with, with everything, uh, you know, with the pandemic and the lockdowns and stuff like that, a lot of folks uh, found themselves, you know, at home with nothing to do, <laughs> getting getting paid to do nothing, and so they so they started 
you know, research and different things, a lot of folks stumbled upon IBC and they, they uh, watched every YouTube video they could find about it. And then they, they convinced themselves they wanted to become practitioners, basically a great career change for them. Uh, and of course, they didn't really know what they were going to get involved in because, you know, the Nelson Nash Institute, it, I keep saying it's the biggest paradox out there because, you know, how do you be an educational entity when your soldiers are, are licensed life insurance agents and financial planners that are kind of monetizing the message, which is good, okay? But if you want to be involved in, in infinite banking in a professional uh, way, then there's a lot more to it than just, you know, loving the message, okay? There's the licensing piece, there's the training piece, and there's the sales piece. You know, you guys know as well as anybody else that you got to have somebody to talk to. Definitely. Okay? And that's probably the hardest thing to do is get a qualified candidate to talk to. Okay. And so, so the good part is a ton of people want to be involved in what we're doing. Okay. The bad part is that a lot of them don't really know what it takes to get involved. And Oh, by the way, uh, I, I guess this, you know, I don't, I don't know if I should say it's not, but, but maybe 10% of uh, life agents succeed as a career and yeah. probably 90% fail. Yeah. And there's a lot of, a lot of factors involved in that. So, so it's, it, it's, it's kind of painful. And also um, you mentioned the, the mentors. Okay. Uh, we have seen a, a because of the uh, change in demographic of the folks who want to get involved with us, not super, you know, not agents who have been in the business for years, but individuals that, that want to become, life agents and practitioners, the need for mentors is ginormous, man. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they have got to be trained by a practicing uh, practitioner. Okay. You can't just, you know, take a course, sit for the examination and go out there and, and knock it down. Somebody's got to be holding your hand. They have to, they have to back you up. And unfortunately, you know, I've just about run out of, 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 uh, mentors, because I keep using the same people over and over and over again. So we're also reevaluating that. Okay. And uh, one of the things that we, that we are doing, and you, you can't find this on the website, but there is a practitioner page on the site that tells you what the program is like and how to apply for it and whatever. What we haven't done yet is we haven't, we haven't told folks that, listen, if you're not an experienced agent in the industry already, and you want to be involved in what we're doing, we want you to find a sponsor, <laughs> an existing practitioner, and have them sponsor you. And so that means you, accept, you develop a relationship with that individual. Hopefully, they're your agent of record when they, they set you up in an IBC policy. And so you can learn firsthand, like I learned, what it means to own this stuff, what it means to use this stuff. And then when you want to become a professional practitioner, they, they're your sponsor, which means they're the ones that are going to mentor you after you sit for the examination. That's kind of where we're going with it. Okay. Love it. And so it's, I've always personally thought that what makes IBC different than any other financial uh, device out there is that the, the policy owner of the client has total control. Okay. And so if you're not, totally committed, number one, and totally understand what that means, number two, then you can be in trouble. 
Okay, if you're if you're if you're a practicing agent, yes, it makes it even it makes it even worse. Okay, so it's critically important we know what we're doing, and also, um, I've also been a huge proponent of uh, having practitioner agents help each other. Okay, you know, as, as an organization, a confederation of like-minded individuals. That's always been one of my, one of my uh, uh, goals. Those are all excellent updates and definitely, definitely going in the right direction because this message is continuing to expand in its reach. And, you know, we, the, the conversations that we're having now with people who are connecting with us are much different than the conversations that we were having a year ago. And we were uh, just having this discussion among teammates uh, yesterday and last year compared to this year where people are reaching out to us now and saying, we've, we've been uh, consuming the podcasts. We've been watching the YouTube content. We've read Nelson's book. We've been through uh, just an abundance of resources. And we truly believe that we're ready to go, that we're ready to proceed. And so by creating this, this platform and, and leveraging social media, we're, we're showing up where people are paying attention, where people are going to learn. And it has been uh, just a, a momentum creator. It, it's been amazing how it's expanded that reach. And the focus on the mentoring aspect of it is just so important. And, you know, we, we would share with, you know, advisors who are, uh, cause we, we regularly have advisors who tune into our podcast, which we, we appreciate. We welcome the advisor community to tune into the, how we're communicating the message across in the marketplace. And we can't express enough that there's no escaping the time, the study and the simulation that's required in order to become proficient at implementing this process in your own life personally, and to help other people in your marketplace to do it properly as well, the way that Nelson intended it. And this for us is a one year minimum full-time crazy glued to a mentor's hip, one year commitment of a wide variety of interactions, a wide variety of meetings, a wide variety of exposure to frequently asked questions that come up from people in the marketplace. And it just helps that person really truly embrace and understand the essence of this message. Because Nelson said repeatedly, one fatal error among a a few primary fatal errors is that people believe that this has something to do with life insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's all about how you go about financing the things that you need in your lifetime. It's a process. And like you're expanding and and carrying this message forward, David, and talking about the importance of making it a lifestyle. It's not a financial plan, for heaven's sakes. It's a lifestyle. I mean, if you do it right, you don't need a financial plan. Uh, So people think about it, Um, you know. So, yeah, I mean... The mentor thing is critically important. Okay, just like every client needs a coach, every you know agent needs a needs a mentor and a coach too. There's all there's to it. And I'm not talking about just you know for the first year, which is critically important, like you suggested, but basically for you know for the forever. Well, know, and the it, backstop, you know, right? And it it ties directly to Nelson's fifth golden rule, which is to rethink your thinking. 
So when, uh, for, and again, this is for the benefit of any advisor or potential advisor who's tuning in, you, you've got to rethink your thinking in the sense that, okay, when, when you're in that mentor-mentee relationship, much like the impact that Nelson's had on you, David, on Richard, on myself, on an incalculable number of people, he would, he would encourage you and he would push you to rethink your thinking because a mentor is responsible to you, not for you. You have to be able to develop the ability to rethink your thinking so that yep. when you grasp this and when you catch it, you'll know exactly what to do. And that is the approach that, you know, that we love to take uh, when working through it. And, and not everybody works out. Like we're very transparent about that. Like right. you may or may not successfully complete this process. And it's going to be based entirely upon your ability to not only rethink your thinking, but to truly be able to, to teach and to articulate this, this message, because there's no better way to demonstrate your, your knowledge of it than to teach others. And not, not everybody makes it. That's just a, that's the same with anything. It's the same thing as to what makes a policy owner successful with their policy is how much effort and, and work they're putting into their own education, their own, coaching their practice of doing things. Practice means you have to do something. You can't right. practice something. If you're just sitting on the sidelines, you're just done the get, you're just, you're just watching the game. You're not right. in the game. Yeah. And I think tying into mentor mentoring and mentorship. And th- there's something that I would, that kind of comes up for me, David, and maybe this will resonate with you. I'd love to just check in, but you know, if you want to develop a, a workout and you're going to go and to the gym and you're going to go lift some, do some bicep curls or something. Well, if you're not going to the gym regularly, and you only go to the gym, let's say once every month, you're not going to get any result. And every time you go to lift that weight, you're going to have the same pain you had the last time because you got that month muscles atrophied. You got to go back and work on it again. Well, the, the correlation to mentorship would be like meetings. How many meetings are you sitting in hearing those questions that are coming from different vantage points and different angles from clients sitting in on meetings with the life carriers and understanding more about their, their product and design, and then how you can go about building and constructing a plan relative to the specific needs and circumstances of a unique individual, because everyone's financial life is kind of like a fingerprint. We've all got a financial junk drawer that's totally different. And so being able to sit in on a lot of meetings on high volume, regularly lifting bicep curls, going into the gym to work out every day is the difference between someone who's in a mentorship role that's actually going to get traction, I think, really quickly versus someone who's going to you know stumble and, and fall a little bit. Because again, if you don't have a person to talk to, Nelson would say, he would, he would talk about uh, the, the gentleman who founded Piper Airplanes. He says, look, if it, you might have the best message in the world, the best delivery system in the world, yeah. but if you don't have a, a person on the other end of that, te- you know, that phone, you don't have someone to talk to, you don't have a thing. Right. So you need to be able to actually communicate with someone. And if you don't have the ability, you know, often a mentor will already bring that to the table or will be able to help coach you on how to activate you know, your own network or, or some marketing ideas to get people in front of you so that you can actually you know, have that conversation. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Well, then so. we, we will uh, much like, you know, we've done uh, previously uh, in having David as a special guest and including links to all of the Nelson Nash Institute resources that we would wholeheartedly encourage uh, whether you're a professional in um, financial services, in accounting, in estate planning, or in any area, and you feel attracted to this message and you want to discover more, we'll include the links to uh, to the Institute and those resources that you can 
you know, tap into. And we have to say, David, that uh, in our client, uh, quarterly client coaching sessions that we do, so we bring uh, our client community in the spirit of when Nelson would, would often say, don't, you don't have to feel like you're a lone ranger. You should surround yourself with like-minded people. And so once every 90 days, we invite our clients to be a part of a, a group quarterly client coaching session. And in the last session that we did, we stepped through the most recent video that, uh, and the message that you delivered at Think Tank. And it was a, honest to goodness, it was a smash hit with everyone who was in attendance because you were describing this, this growing tree of policies and mm-hmm. how, how you truly established this system and, and honored Nelson's golden rules in thinking long range and thinking three generations past your own in not stealing the peas, not doing business with banks and not being afraid to capitalize your system. Right. And that was an incredible hit. And so, you know, we absolutely encourage you to, you know, create more of that type of content and, and show the world, you know, how you are, you know, modeling this, you know, in your, in your own life and your extended family. It was, it was awesome. Right, Rich? The feedback that we got like real time was mm-hmm. amazing. Good. Appreciate it. Yeah. Light bulb moments, David. And, you know, I had them when you did that same presentation. I, I learned a ton. It was so uh, refreshing and eye-opening for me personally to see that in, in, in such a great way. You delivered it in such incredible fashion. But all you really did is you just told the tr- you just spoke your truth. You just That's said it. what happened. And you can't be any more real about it. I don't know many people that are as real as David Stearns is. And, you know, what's, what's really refreshing as well is that when you're sharing stuff with people, you're saying, and here's also where we got something wrong. Like, here's Here's something that we lived this experience because we made a decision 10 years ago that, boy, if we could rewind the tape and get a time machine, we would go back and change it. But you know what? It still worked out. Would have done things a little bit differently, but boy, we still, we still did okay. And that is, that's, that's such a real thing for people. It's okay that if, if, you know, what, what's the best policy Nelson would say the one that you started with. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I get so irritated uh, with some of these YouTube videos. And it's all about policy design yeah. and maximizing your first year cash surrender value and this and that, and this and that, and this and that. And, and it, all, that ter- all that makes the public do is chase that rabbit around and around and around. And they, they get frustrated. And a lot of people never, never get to first base because they're focusing on the wrong thing. That's right. You know? You know, I mean, it's, it's, you're right. Like I got an email today from an individual and he thanked me. I sent my bank notes today. You know, I usually, I usually send them out the first day of the month today. What's what the ninth anyway, they went out today and somebody emailed me and thanked me for him. And he goes, and he said, and it was, it was, it was, it was a nice email, but, but he goes, he said that, uh, he goes, you know, one thing I've never seen uh, is any kind of charts that talk about agent compensation or when, uh, how long it takes to, to uh, recoup the compensation within the policy. I'm going, oh no. I said, I said, I was nice about it. I said, listen, you know, Nelson talks about capitalization periods. Okay, he's talking about, you know, in, in becoming your own banker in 2000, it took about 13 years to capitalize a policy, which means you absorb all your mortality costs and all that stuff like that. And now you're, you're it's starting to really grow. I said, Think of it as a 13-year period to, to recoup that. 
you know, go, you know, go, go back to the book. Um, and, and so don't, I was trying to be nice and tell them not to focus on things that were totally unimportant. Yeah. Okay. And, and didn't make a, a hill of beans of what we're talking about, you know? So you get that all the time and it's still, it's still, it's still a problem. You know? It's noise. Yeah. It's just yeah. noise. And, and Nelson would always say, don't major in the minors. Yeah. Focus on the process, not the product. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think, you know, a couple of examples that speak to that very point, David, as I always go back to page 85, point number two, if you knew a passive income time, you'd be getting back every single dollar you put into a system, potentially tax-free. Would you ever object to putting any more money into it? The obviously it's a rhetorical question. The answer is no. Well, what, what did the, what was the, these costs that you're recovering? If you got all your money back and then a whole bunch more, what did it cost you? It cost you nothing. The insurance company pays you. No, it's, 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 it's like you're getting double back. Yeah. In some cases, triple, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a no brainer. You, know, you know, we've gone through it. You know, we've gone through the uh, lifestyle thing. When, when Nelson, I told the story, when Nelson passed, he had everything laid out, locked up, and it was very easy for the family to handle all the, you know, the finances and this and that, this and that. And then, you know, I can, I can look at my dad who's a traditionalist and he's still alive. I was sharing with you guys earlier that he's 95 and he's, uh, we just recently moved him to a assisted living facility, but, you know, just to get him out of the house and get him into this thing go and, and work through all that, it's just been a ton of work and, and, unro- and trying to unroll all that financial, traditional financial planning he's been up to his eyes in for those years is, 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 is really uh, a, a painful. Is, I guess the only way I can say it, you know? So, and, you know, here I am touting IBC and, you know, and I love my dad to death, but I couldn't, I couldn't get him to, to go anywhere near it, you know? So I said, no, dad, don't buy that, that variable annuity, buy a policy on, on me <laughs> or on, on one of my kids. Come on now. And so, so, you know, here you go. But anyway, I, I digress. But you know, that's again, the, it's exactly those stories and those lessons, David, you're, you're as close to IBC as any human being on the planet could possibly be. And it's important for people to understand if you're listening to this, you, you know, we, we get clients all the time. And I was, I was this guy who got so excited about the idea of it. And I'm trying to tell, you know, I'm, it's like verbal diarrhea on every human being with two feet in a heartbeat walking by me about how read this book. This is awesome. You wouldn't believe what I just learned. And I'm trying to explain everything that I know, which is at that point, absolutely nothing. And you, you know, you kind of scare people away. And so when we get excited about things, we, we can often do that. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just take a step back. And the reality is when you have people as close to you as, you know, like family members and some of your best friends, they will be often the hardest people to communicate the message to because yeah. they have a preconceived notion and a wall about certain things that we want to, we want to show share with them that, that are of importance. And so, you know, give them time to try to figure out their own path. And the reality is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. You're exactly, man. You know, the human condition. That's, it's very true. That's the I, I can, I can share uh, and Richie, you know, this um, I've shared this story many years ago because we, in our family, we have a Sunday family dinner. Um, we, we've been doing that since uh, April of 2008. 
uh, when we moved back to uh, Edmonton from Tampa, Florida, from Riverview, Florida. And so we've been hosting family dinner every single Sunday possible. And, you know, there's kids running around everywhere and extended family and everybody's together and you get to recharge and you get to talk about the upcoming week ahead and, you know, catch up with everybody. And when I was about approximately, I would say six years or so into my journey with this process, and I had not been speaking to any extended family about this, the message about anything related to it. And people in the family were saying, you know, you, you speak of this gentleman, Nelson Nash, and you give thanks to him and we've never met him. And uh, what exactly is it that, that you're doing? And it came to the point where I said, okay, what I'm going to do is start this from a different perspective. So when we were giving thanks and just talking as a family before diving into our meal, and I said, you know what? I want everybody to know that when you need a vehicle, when you need to consolidate debt, when you need to finance something, I want you to come and talk to me and we're going to figure out a way to take care of that and to help you to become your own banker. Now, you don't really fully understand what that means yet, but I'm only going to help you on two conditions. One, you have to let me show you how to do this for you. And secondly, we're going to get together and meet as a family and we're going to have an annual family banking meeting. And so it began with my sister-in-law and then my cousin and then another cousin and then my late father-in-law. And it, it just started to expand in the family because it wasn't coming from a, a place of argument. It was coming from a place of there's a different way of going about financing the things that you need in your life. And you asked me what exactly it is I'm doing. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going about financing the things that we need in life much differently than you are. Yeah. <laughs> one, one way keeps the money in the family and the other way transfers it away. And so it's, it's grown, it, it's grown in, in the family, you know, since then, and people, when we're sharing with the general public, Rich can attest to this. And we talk about the importance of the, the family banking system, the, the, the method of thinking about that. And it, it just creates a lot of interest. It, wow, that's really interesting. And I would never even dream at night of lending money to a family member. It scares me. It, I think it'll just create rift and, yeah. and create argument. And it's like, nah, not if you go about it this way. And uh, that, 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 that's what worked well for us in, in how we got it out there. And however, not everybody bought into the message. You know, even my late father-in-law, when his mom passed away, he said, hey, I, I went out and bought this new Honda Civic SUV and I paid cash for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally spit out my water at the dinner table. And I, I was like, Papa, you did what? <laughs> do you realize what you've done? <laughs> and everybody's looking at me like, Oh my God, he's really upset about this. And so I talked to Papa afterward and I said, Papa, like, did you miss the message? You just transferred all this money away from the family permanently. Why would you do that? You know, well, I didn't want to burden anybody. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to. Yeah. This is about keeping the money in the family. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. My wife is the, she's the banker in the family. She's the one that does that. She uh, she has a segregated segregated bank account, and she she's the one that doles out all the loans and whatnot, and uses that as a as a cash flow track tracker, you know. 
So, yeah, it's uh, so, someone's got to be the uh, you know the gatekeeper, especially when you know there's it, so many policies that end up forming a part of the the family banking system, and so having a method to uh, you know track that and and stay on top of it is uh, definitely important. And I'll never forget at the <laughs> think tank presentation, and I came off the stage. Uh, and I was talking about our family banking system and I'll never forget this ever. So David, David, you know, cause David being gracious host and he would invite people to come up. And then when they were done, he would greet them at the side of the, the stage. And David leans into me and he goes, we got more cash value than you do, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, it, it takes time, right? It takes time for the system to grow and, um, yeah. but that's just one of many great memories that, uh, well, I think an interesting thing that ties into that, Jason is, you know, David, you share about how your family system has grown and, and it's really, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of policies, but it's a lot of, you know, smaller incremental policies built up over a long period of time. And it was the consistency. It was, uh, that plotting method of, you know, being a good steward of the, of, of, and listening into your coach, who was Nelson, the mentorship being being coachable, and just getting another one and getting another one, and you know, whereas everyone's trying to go and hit a home run, like, oh well, can I put all of my money in there tomorrow? Like, yeah. okay, well, can you just maybe start with a little? Like, why don't you just get started? Why don't you get some practice? Yeah, you know, the key the key is to get started, not try to build, you know, the the best machine you know on planet Earth. Like, you know, the first uh, Model T that rolled off the assembly line probably didn't last on the road the longest period of time. But after a time, they got better and better at building those machines, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Well, you, you said I was coachable. Oh, well, that's not true. I was, I was, uh, I was fearful. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it, you mentioned like, you know, trying to get that, that one policy, right. You know, and just like, you know, you know, waiting, waiting until you can get the, the, the one that you could afford and what you need is like, well, you, you no, you get what you, you get what you can afford now. Okay. Yeah. You start off now, you start. And, and, you know, I've said this before many times and that, that presentation you mentioned before with your clients is like, is, you know, I said, this is a system, a system of policies. You're, you, you have to expand it because, you know, the future value of money, the size of your family, the size of your business, your cash flow expansion needs a mechanism that can handle all that. So you can, you, you keep, you keep building it up and up and up. And if you, you know, I'm at the point now where uh, I'm behind on policy purchasing policies. And, uh, and so I did something kind of stupid, I guess, uh, is most people say, Hey, listen, most people who are IBC practitioners and know what they're talking about is when you have a, a you know, cash flow expansion, you get another policy. So, but I was in a hurry, uh, and I so I just dumped this one-time dump into an existing policy that had a ton of room in it, which is, I guess is good, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but I would probably be better off just starting a new policy on uh, maybe another grandchild or something. But uh, you know, like Nelson said, two things. You know, if you have money in the bank, you're going to blow it, like your father-in-law did, uh, Jason. Yeah. Or. Uh, You'll, uh, uh, I, I can't remember what the second point was. You, you, you have the money to make you blow it. If you, 
Oh, and if you don't have a, a, a large enough policy portfolio, then you won't be able to handle windfalls when they, when they come your way and they always will. Yeah. You know? So the, those are, those are two key things that, that, that I got from Nelson in his later years. Okay. So. You mentioned that he would, uh, he would come into your office early in the morning for coffee and kind of bang and clang things until you woke up and he was <laughs> kind of peppering you with questions. If I remember, he would pepper you with questions about the size of your loan portfolio. Right, what, right. what was the reason why he was doing that? Because he wanted to make sure that uh, if my wife received a, a, a windfall, then we'd have some place to put that money and not just let it sit in the bank and go out and, and buy a Honda SUV or something, you know? And so I, I thought it was like, oh no, he's going to get me for not servicing my loans in a timely fashion. But no, what he was really asking was, okay, do you have a place to put this money? You know? So. Uh, I love that. And, I think uh, w- one of the teaching points that comes up for me in that too, David, because you've told that story to me a number of times and what, what my brain goes into, because I'm trying to rethink my thinking is, is there something beyond that message? And is it, Hey, if you, if you have a known event taking place, you know, you're, there's a property you're going to be selling in the next three to five years, there's an exit on a joint venture, or there's a, this, there's a, that there's a inheritance or something that you, you, you're, you're pretty reasonably certain that's going to be there. Like as an example, permanent whole life insurance is pretty clear that there's going to be some kind of a, an end event, then what with the knowledge that that's there, what else could your brain conceive of being able to do with your capital resources today yeah. under the auspices <clears throat> of that? I guess, you, you, know, you know, real estate is like that, 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 that is the, you know, the hottest commodity nowadays. And it, and, and unfortunately, uh, everybody's running to that, you know, uh, and, and they're trying to drag IBC along with them. So, which, which can be problematic, obviously. You know? in, in one of our episodes, David, we talk about, uh, you know, the three rules of uh, real estate, you know, Nelson would have said location, 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 but Jason says, well, the, the rules for IBC or the thing that matters for IBC is location of the equity, location of the equity, location of the equity. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, do you want right. your equity to reside? That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have it inside of my own grocery store than someone else's. And yeah. uh, David, you'd be very proud to know that, uh, you know, my, my late father-in-law, the one thing that, um, you know, I'm eternally grateful to him for is that he was agreeable to, to me and to my, my beautiful wife, Rebecca, to it with, you know, Larry's daughter, to take out uh, a policy on his life long before he passed with the understanding that when that time came and he graduated, that Nona, his uh, spouse, would never have a bad financial day for the rest of her lifetime, that we would take a portion of the death benefit proceeds and put a policy in place on all nine of the grandchildren as a gift from Papa's legacy and the only thing that I expected in return was just to be reimbursed for the premium that I paid. And all of that came to, to fruition last September, sadly when he passed and, but we've honored that legacy. And that was the one piece that he, he had no hesitation on, you know, I don't think I'm life insurable because I'm type two diabetic. Well, there's only one way for us to find out. Let's find out. And when we applied and got him approved, I said, Papa, you don't have to worry about anything. I'll take care of the premium. I'll look after the policy. We've already mapped out the legacy. We talked to Nona about it. The grandkids are going to be fully aware of what you 
have been agreeable to doing here and the significant impact that that's going to have on the legacy for, for future generations thinking long range. And all of that came to pass. And so it, um, that, that was the one, I think, one element of him em- embracing in his own way, you know, what we were doing. Wow. Yes, that's a good story. Yeah. It's beautiful. David, it's always a pleasure. And uh, we, uh, our hope is we can have you back. Yeah. <laughs> always I'm, enjoy I'm, chatting I'm, with you. Enjoyed it too, man. I'm here. Maybe one of these days I'll make it up to uh, Canada. You know? Well, if, if you're agreeable to making the trip, we'll take care of everything. All that you have to do is block out the time on your calendar and we'll cover the rest. And I think, uh, Rich, I think that actually would be a pretty amazing, you know, looking ahead, uh, something to plan where we can actually invite David and host uh, a client event and host an event for the general public and have David be there. And uh, I think it would be remarkable. And so David, uh, thanks for triggering an idea because uh, the one thing that we do when an idea gets triggered, we get down to planning to execute it. (laughs) Well, you get, you get great ideas. I know Richard executes most of them. So. (laughs) Well, I, I, I get them started the first 10 to 25%. And then uh, some of those ideas fall to a idea graveyard for a little while. And then every (laughs) once in a while they get revived, but yeah. uh, yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys. Have a great, great rest of the summer and look forward to hanging out with you again. We appreciate you too. Rich, you want to take us across? Well, David, uh, you know, uh, first of all, say hi to your lovely wife, if you can for us. And um, if you wouldn't mind uh, just to share, you know, quickly, when you think about um, not all heroes wear capes, but uh, um, every time that you add value to people, you share what's going on in your life, the way that you've done it, the things that Nelson's taught you, how you've implemented them, the good, the bad, the ugly. And everything in between, you know, you're you're a hero to people. You're you're making a difference in their lives. What you do at the institute, you know, your meetings regularly with Carlos and Bob, and and the new content you're doing, all of these things make a difference for others. Um, who would you like to be a hero to? No, oh, come on, that's 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 a that's a a question I've never even thought about before. You know, who who would like to be a hero to? Mm, I don't know. I guess. I guess my family, my, you know, if I could uh, control my emotions, you know, family, children, and grandchildren. So I'd love to have one of my, one of my, my children actually take over my position here. <laughs> yes. That, that would be my, I would, I would definitely uh, be their hero if, if they would do something like that, you know? So. David, from the bottom of our hearts, uh, we, we are so grateful to you. We appreciate you so much and uh, give our best, uh, very best personal regards, please, to your family. And uh, we will plan and we'll look forward to seeing you in person. And for all of our viewers and listeners, if you take a look right over here on the YouTubes, you're going to see a recommended playlist of additional uh, valuable content that we would encourage you to continue your journey of learning There's going to be some great links in the show notes uh, that will aim you at the Nelson Nash Institute and abundance of great resources. And so gentlemen, thank you so much. And to all our viewers and listeners, make the rest of your day great. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all back real soon. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.